0: Okay, here we go. So, we've been, like, thinking about all the different words that describe the Christian or the Christian life. Yeah uh, wh- What were the words we had so far?
1: Well, we talked about soldier previously, yeah, but then as... we have... As plant, as priest, as descendant, as clay, as soldier, as servant, as bride, as sheep, as children... Stewards slash laborers. That's it.
0: (laughs) That's all we came up with.
1: There's more. That's
0: a lot. There's like twelve. Yeah, do we even we have as clay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then clay includes probably vessels. Yes. Um and that all there's so much imagery in all of that that a potential future for us, uh, in our podcast journey is just (laughs) taking them one at a time. And we're in the height of summer today with the windows open looking out over Lake Michigan and seeing the trees and thinking about plants. Yes. So Mickey, I'm just going to ask you, how are we plants as Christians?
1: Well, Two things come to mind. There's a Keith Green song in which one line is, "He is divine and you are the branch." Anyway, that's oh, my, wow.
0: that's my first one. Divine and the
1: branch. <laughs> yeah, he switches it on you, right? It's kind of cool. And then, <laughs> and then I think of Psalm one because my small group has studied the
0: psalms. Okay.
1: What do you think of?
0: Well. I I tend to think of the vine and the branches that Mm -hmm. Jesus talks about. I'm the vine, you're the branches first when I think of plants and Christians in the Bible and that we're like some some product of Jesus in our new birth. And I know that sounds really weird, but like we're sinning from him. Yeah. That's what I think of first. And that got this first thing and the knowledge of someone got me thinking about like where does this imagery actually start in the Bible.
1: Hmm, yeah. I was thinking about like what other plants there are in the Bible. But where so the plant imagery probably starts in Eden. I mean there's lots of plants, but we are not plants.
0: Yeah, we're not plants.
1: I think it's the song. Plants that
0: represent different things. The what 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 are all the mention of plants in the Bible? (laughs) We've got We've the, got the
1: the tree of knowledge, the tree of knowledge of good evil, the tree of
0: life. What
1: about the burning bush?
0: The burning bush in Exodus. That's kind of a okay. rabbit trail. That's yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, I always think of like the gourd in Jonah that gets yeah. <laughs> killed by God.
1: Oh, that's a good because that's a metaphor for the Ninevites.
0: Right, the gourd, the Ninevites are a gourd.
1: Wow, um, and it's
0: something that God cares for.
1: I mean, Abel was a tiller, or, or Cain. I'm sorry. Wow, Cain, Cain was, was a tiller, tiller of the ground. Round. Um, olive branch and Noah. Okay, there, I mean, this is this is too much. <laughs> we can't do
0: this. <laughs> There's too many plants in the Bible that have spiritual significance. Um, I mean I'm even thinking of children as plants in like what Psalm 144. <laughs> it's like your children growing up as plants at your mm. table. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. But uh, the Psalm 1 is a really interesting one because yeah. the the spiritual significance of of plant in creation is directly compared. Oh Actually, this got me. The this a very important one is the blessing of Joseph that J, that Jacob pronounces in Genesis. Uh, it, I'm gonna forget. It's like Genesis 48 or something.
1: I can look it up for you, but can you tell yeah, me about it? Yeah, and
0: so this is in a, a long passage where Jacob is about to die, and uh, he's in Egypt. And all his sons are gathered around, and Joseph's sons are, are there as well. And he gives different blessings, and they're weird blessings. Some of them are kind of like curses. Oh, yeah. Uh, For his various sons. And you could read the the blessing of Joseph. Of
1: Joseph. Well, um, he didn't bless Joseph. He blessed his sons, didn't
0: he? Ah, uh, he blessed Joseph too, I think.
1: Ah! Let me see... I've got all the ones for, like, Dan, Simeon, and Levi, Judah. Let's see here. Dan, Asher, Naphtali. Joseph. Joseph Joseph. is a fruitful bough. Yeah. Even a fruitful bough by a well whose branches run over the wall. The archers have sorely grieved him and shot at him and hated him. But his bow abode in strength, and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob.
0: Yeah, so Joseph is it, and this this is so significant because the passage in Psalm 1 is essentially the same as the blessing of Joseph. And it's
1: kind of better.
0: Well, it's doesn't... a tree yeah. that's that's near water. Yes,
1: by the rivers of water. Yeah. It seems better than a well. The
0: river is better than a well. Oh, but that's actually interesting. To think of what a well was in biblical times. Okay, yeah. Say. I'm sorry. They were cave cave stri- springs. Mm-hmm. So in, in a sense, flowing waters in some cases. Mm-hmm. Um. Depending on where exactly you're talking about in, in that part of the world. But it's, it's a tree near water. And in Joseph's sense, it's got branches that are reaching out in different directions. Over a wall, which yeah. is kind of cool. Yeah. 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 And so... And and Joseph in particular getting this blessing is kind of interesting because he's, I mean in in traditional Baptist of Jesus, he Joseph is like a type of Christ, yeah. a type of the Christian having this old life that sort of perishes and gives birth to this new life as a, as a ruler in a fruitful kingdom and in exercises wise authority and ends up saving a bunch of people
1: mm-hmm. yeah that's true it's interesting how there there's fruit in both of these like the um he's very he's fruitful and then psalm 1 well, let's says, read psalm
0: 1 really fast he
1: brings forth his fruit in his season Yeah, his, his leaf also <laughs> shall not wither yeah
0: and whatsoever he does will prosper yes yeah
1: Um, And one thing when we studied this That we talked about Or struck me Was that um, He brings forth his fruit in his season It's not saying that he's fruitful all the time Which is kind of interesting Right? Yeah I mean there's all kinds
0: of (laughs) Psalm 1 is thought of As like an introduction to the Psalms Yes And uh, It starts with this idea of who the the man is who who keeps his feet in the right place so to speak yeah (laughs) does it it doesn't do wicked things and moves into this this sort of abstinence as in well he doesn't do these things but what does he do and then there's this
1: yeah um, there's this explanation yeah so
0: the tree by the water is explicitly stated in psalm 1 as the righteous man's not in the way of of scorners and, and hateful people, but the righteous man is in the law of the Lord. So like a tree in water, mm-hmm. and the water that righteousness gives the righteous man strength to to prosper and to produce fruit. Yeah.
1: Mhm. Yeah, and to produce fruit in the right time, not all the time. <laughs> And I I mean I like too. It's by the rivers of water, and this is something kind of interesting too, because like, it's not in the water, you know, and it's not like he's getting rained on every day of the year. I just it's I just, just really close. like the metaphor, of the tree. Okay, because like, and when it's drier season, you know the roots go down deeper, and that's how we should. That's what we should do in hard times. Stop.
0: I mean, it's a very yeah, basic it's, metaphor. It's, it's a very like, basic metaphor, but a very it's deep. So metaphor. obvious, yeah. but it's so, it's so nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and if you tie that into the blessing of Joseph, it's if your roots are deeper and you grow more, then the branches reach out farther. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they reach over the wall, right? They're they are resilient uh, against eros. The tree gets thicker and more resistant to damage as yeah. well.
1: The arrows There's will all kinds, shoot it down. Yeah.
0: <laughs> There's all kinds of of layers to the yeah. metaphor. Yeah.
1: And the chaff just gets blown away by the wind, like the ungodly yeah. men. Yeah. But the tree is rooted and solid. Okay, and so so that's one way what
0: <laughs> I th- I think with, with all of this discussion though, if we're talking about Christian life oh, yeah. as a, as a plant, mm-hmm. we have to get to how we're not plants as Christians. So the dis, the distinction, and this is the I'm the vine, you're the branches. Yeah. We rather so let's what passages that where Jesus mentions this.
1: Uh, I don't actually know. I think
0: let's I need see. to Google we're it. We're gonna go, do a little Google googling, <laughs> and uh, let's see.
1: But you know, Jesus also in other parables he compares us to seed,
0: seeds that, yeah. and
1: and the fr- the ones bring forth fruit. You know, some tenfold, some a hundredfold.
0: Yes, bringing forth fruit, and and sometimes it's wheat, wheat, versus tares. Oh yeah, yeah. But all of these are plants. Yes. <laughs> Different kinds. not all trees. But they're all plants. Um, I'm the true vine. This is in John 15. I'm the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, so that it may bear more fruit. All right.
1: And uh, Paul does this comparison in Romans 9, yeah. Romans 10, um, about, like, if you were. If you, which were not the original olive branches, were grafted into the olive tree, then um, Israel can be grafted back in as well. Yeah.
0: yeah. So it's there's kind of, uh, there's a lot of information with yeah. so if if you really go into a study of plants in general and in Bible it could, in in the Bible it could take uh, a, at least a whole semester of <laughs> a biblical study. But I like the point you
1: made. That, like it seems. Like, there's a kind of transition in the New Testament. I mean, yeah, yeah. And being more like a more blatant statement that we are not self supporting as,
0: planets. yeah,
1: because you do the tree obviously is not self supporting because it needs the water to grow, yeah. But Jesus takes it Jesus a step takes further. further, it further. And like you
0: are, you're not the trees, you're the branches, <laughs> yeah. You yeah. can't
1: even get water on your own. Yeah. You know, the vine has to send it to you direct. Yeah. Yeah, so how do I mean, so how does this apply to Christian life? Like what is the what is the point of this metaphor?
0: Well, I think as we talked about last time with the the soldier, the soldier is following orders. But constantly having to move forward with vigor, and the plant is sort of the the opposite of a soldier. <laughs> That's true. I don't. I tend to. I cannot possibly think. Even with the, the tree near the waters, it's like the roots. The roots of a tree reach towards the water. So there's this idea, uh, even on our understanding of modern biology, that like the roots can sense things and they can move. But it still seems very passive compared to a soldier. Even compared to a sheep, it seems pretty passive. Mm -hmm. Sheep can run away. The tree is just kind of there. A seed falls into the ground. Yeah. It just doesn't really do anything. Uh, And even in the parable of the the, some seed falls on good soil, some seed falls on bad soil, we're not going to go into the interpretation of that parable but like if you're the seed you don't control where you fall it's just being thrown out Mm -hmm. Um, there's a there's an idea of sort of the branches controlling what fruit they produce Mm -hmm. uh, that comes up in, in the various parables and imagery but I think the overwhelming picture is that of dependence Mm um and jesus in john 15 there is is saying abide in me and remain in me Uh, with the idea that if you abide the branch abide stays on the tree it will produce fruit because it'll be gaining the the nourishment of the tree the nutrients and the water and so I think that this idea of, of dependence in plant life is probably the, the main concept that the plant represents Yeah. for a Christian.
1: Yeah, my botany is not great, but I'm pretty sure that it's like the core of the tree is all that matters really for having good fruit. And, like, the branches, you can splice them off, graft them back on or whatever. And that's what, um, and it's the tree that makes the difference, not the branches.
0: It's the tree as a whole, yeah. Yeah. And actually, Jesus sort of talks about this, too. There are trees, like he curses the olive tree, right, that produces bad olives.
1: Figs, I think. Oh, figs. Yeah, Yeah, I'm terrible. (laughs) Um, The fig tree, it
0: produces rotten figs. Yeah. Um so the tree is producing it, not not the branch that he plucked off of. Mhm. And so Jesus curses the tree and in this remarkable twist, Jesus makes himself our tree that always produces good fruit. And we simply abide in the tree and thus produce the fruit that's really not our fruit. It's the fruit of the tree.
1: Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And I think yeah, I think it's nice because uh, I feel like the fruit part is because it's a metaphor of like, well, you know, you can judge people by their fruits and by their fruits you will know them and um, it's like, oh, I just feel like I'm in a barren season, you know, that's a, it's a thing Christians use all the time and I think that it's important to folk like the the parables focus on the source of like staying in the vine and just dwelling by the waters and then the natural result is that the the fruit is brought forth yeah right it's not like the branch is making a huge effort
0: the natural result yeah and i think i this is we are not we're, I'm not a pastor, and you're not a pastor. <laughs> and so we're speaking our thoughts, and just a thought I have on this idea of a plant, and especially as it is it, it exists sort of in tension with the idea of being a soldier, just like the idea of being a steward and a servant are in some some manner of tension with each other, They're both servants, different kinds of servants. Um. We, there's, there's definitely a tendency in evangelical Christianity to dichotomize spirituality into mm-hmm. spiritual knowledge and spiritual practice. Mm. And I would humbly posit <laughs> that that is a false dichotomy. hmm um, one would say if somebody spends their whole life in the scriptures and not out there doing good works and spiritual things, well, then they were a spiritually knowledgeable Christian, but they were like, they were barren in terms of giving fruit. and Psalm yeah. 1, it's just like, well, if you're close to the water, you're going to bear fruit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so... My thought is, people who, quote unquote, study the Bible their whole lives and are horrible people, they weren't studying the Bible. There's something in the way. They were not. They were not knowing God's word. Yeah, they and weren't yet,
1: studying God's word. Yeah. They were.
0: They were reading a book that they did not understand.
1: Yeah, acquired knowledge yeah. about.
0: They were ignorant. But of they did that, not they read. dwell yeah. in it. Yeah, they didn't abide. So so in that sense then that gets to this question, what does it mean to abide in Christ? What does it mean to abide in the in the Word of God in Psalm one? What does it mean as a branch to abide in the trunk?
1: Yeah, well, I think that Psalm one kinda gives you the it kind of lies the metaphor interprets the metaphor for you right his delight is in the law of the lord and so if he and the the righteous man is meditating in the law of the lord and delighting in it and then that's the same as a tree that dwells by the rivers of water so yeah i would say that it is the word of god and i think that delighting in it is
0: important but then Romans, right. It's like, the the law was my schoolmaster.
1: hmm Well, but the law in the Psalms doesn't always mean, like, the law in <laughs> Romans, right? Like, the law of God can either... I've read about this, but like, I feel like in the Bible, the law of God can, either, can refer to, like, the whole counsel of God, or it can refer to the commandments.
0: I think is it psalm 19 it's worth a visit
1: psalm Remember 19 this. what are you thinking
0: of let me let me take a look to make sure it's the right thing
1: the heavens declare the glory yeah, at the lord. end of the psalm let the words of my mouth no no not
0: not that not, not that part <laughs> right here so
1: oh the law of the lord is perfect yes the law of
0: the lord is perfect it's very beautiful. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. It probably sounds even better in Hebrew, but the, the commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter then the honey and the honeycomb. So this is this idea of delighting in God's law. Mm -hmm. Psalm 1, Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. It says this idea of delighting in God's word because of this benefit that it gives. And not just this idea that it tells us when we're wrong, but it gives us a life that we can only live Through obedience So keep back thy servant also From presumptuous sins Let them not have dominion over me Then I will be upright And innocent of the great transgression So this is the Psalm 19 passage
1: Yeah I I mean so if we're going to Psalm Talking about Psalm 19 um, Psalm 19 has like these two divisions Of god's world revealing who he is and then god's word review revealing who he is did i say that world and word yeah oh, okay <laughs> um and both of them are revealing who he is so the word of the lord de- delighting in the word of the lord is not just delighting in it because it tells you how to live but it you're it delighting it because it god. tells you who god is
0: yeah. Yeah. just like creation does yeah yeah and this sort of comes be- back full circle to the idea of the plant. Yeah. Is it God using plants to describe aspects of the of the spiritual world so often? Mhm. Uh and also our relationship like the word of God being used itself to show us who God is. Yeah. Yeah. So, plants then, we've sort of established this idea of uh, the plant being a picture of dependence and connection. Uh, and then that spiritual nature of of the connection is this idea of, of delight of c- concentration or, or meditation and of, of seeking, the way the roots are going to try to get closer to the water. Uh, and David was trying to meditate on God's word day and night. Um, now we have this added component of the, the completed word of God and the spiritual community that we're in, seeing little mm. bits of Jesus and the people around us. So we can abide in Christ through the study of the law of God, the Word of God, just like David did, and through seeing the little bits of Jesus in fellow believers. So abiding in each other, when we have little bits of Jesus in us, we're all branches of the tree. In some sense is is it in some sense abiding in Christ. That would be a component
1: yeah I guess so <laughs> that, gets, that gets to this idea
0: of of us loving each other is a picture mm-hmm. of us loving God that we're little pictures of well, John and 1st John right how can you love fruit, say you love yeah. God if you hate your brother and this is an idea of, of the fruit as well so, th- so the idea of bearing fruit is this idea of proof of connection you show you're connected to the. Yeah. you show you're connected to the the heart or the root of the tree by showing you're connected to other branches in a sense.
1: Well, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Branches don't really do anything
0: for the vine. Well... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, I I'm wondering how nice far. <laughs> I'm wondering how far to take the because uh, you have little twigs right that are connected to bigger branches that are connected uh-huh. to bigger branches that are connected to like the trunk, oh, which okay. is really the I trunk see. is sort I of like split point, in yeah. different ways. I yeah. See your point. Okay. And I'm not saying that we're only Christians through other Christians. That, that yeah, doesn't make yeah. any sense. But there is this idea of connection, connection in a tree. Yeah, yeah everything is connected. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting. I mean, what do you think about what the fruit actually is? Because when I where I grew up, it was like fruit is like Good you works. have no oh. uh, fruit is the conversions.
0: Oh wow! You, you <laughs> oh, okay. So let's let's actually let's do a little lightning lightning Google search. I love doing this on on my phone on. I use the Blue Letter Bible app. I know. I just go fruit, search, and there's a ton of fruit. The first fruit in the Bible is referring to children. <laughs> okay, so that that's okay. That's good, right? Um, it refers to offspring of any kind, but then I'm going to hit the New Testament. Jesus is talking about fruit. Interestingly, there's a bunch of fruit stuff in um, in Ezekiel, because <laughs> it's talking about like the new uh, the new time coming. Okay, so Matthew, there's so many. Okay, so Matthew three eight, produce fruit consistent with repentance. So this fruit would be actions that are signs of repentance. mm
1: mm-hmm. Mhm.
0: Um and then there's an idea of good fruit and bad fruit, which definitely means you're not really talking about people, right? Cuz it's like good if if something's producing good fruit and bad fruit. You
1: know,
0: mhm. It's a, a bit strange when you're referring to like whether it's like if you if you're talking about in this Baptist sense of whether or not you've saved souls, I guess bad fruit would be you just haven't saved anybody. Yeah. But that that doesn't make sense given that metaphor. Um
1: well, there's a couple of proverbs that um, talk about, like, the fruit of the tongue. Uh, a man will be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth. Yeah. And then a man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth, but the soul of the transgressors will eat violence. Um, it's like, and death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof.
0: Hmm.
1: So that is kind of like your fruit is your words. Yeah. And the word of God is the the, the river that you're planted nearby. Yeah.
0: So Romans 7, 4 and 5. Um, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, uh, you also were put to death in regard to the law so that you might belong to one another, uh, to him who was raised from the dead, that we might bear fruit. For God. And so this we is kind of saying you are our fruit. Okay. But then in in verse five, for while we were in the flesh, the sinful passions, which were brought to light by the law, were at work in the parts of our body to bear fruit for death. So. okay.
1: Yeah, and we should bring forth fruit unto God.
0: Yeah. So there's this idea of you can bring forth. Oh,
1: what about the fruit of the spirit?
0: Yeah, it's defined. Dummy. Okay, so let's go there. Where is that? Duh.
1: The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, patience. Yeah. Um, what else? And against such there is no law. Interesting. Are these Philippians?
0: We have to talk about that before we go. Galatians 5, 22. But the fruit of the Spirit... Oh, it goes into 23. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And uh, in terms of... Things that the fruit of the spirit definitely is not in that passage in Galatians: boastfulness, challenging, and envying one another.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So definitely, the fruit is like this idea of of good good deeds, good attitudes. Yeah.
1: I mean, a lot of these are passive. Just like long suffering is a kind of passive fruit too. It's not necessarily doing, it's uh, doing good works, but rather um, being more like Christ, really.
0: It's, it's giving, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The attitude.
0: It's like yeah. you're, it's
1: very, they're very attitudinal. Yeah,
0: and <laughs> the, the deeds of the flesh could be interpreted as fruit to death. And these are sexual immorality, impurity, indecent behavior, idolatry, witchcraft, hostilities, strife, jealousy, anger, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, and carousing, and things like these.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so those are all sort of like active. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: but in a sense... And this gets in a passive because they feel very natural to do. It's very natural to have an outburst of anger or to be jealous. It's uh, very natural to think sexually immoral thoughts.
1: Yeah, it's very natural to think that you are the one responsible for growing and bearing fruit, right? Yeah, That, that would be
0: a natural thing. And to like
1: desire to do all these, to do things. But the metaphor of the plant is that you are really not the one doing the things. God is doing them through you.
0: And the way you produce good fruit and in in abundance is not by producing it. (laughs) It's by abiding.